What up, what up? I'm Adrian Young. I'm Ali Shaheed Muhammad. And we are The Midnight Hour. And you are listening to Mega Late Show. Skirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Youngin' up in here. Word. What up, what up? I'm Mega. Welcome back to The Mega Late Show, Tokyo Hip Hop Art and Culture. This is episode number 141. Uh yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm having a really interesting episode today. This is the first time that I've recorded without a, a guest host since maybe like last year. So this is a little bit unusual. Oh really? Oh yeah, okay. yeah. This is a little bit unusual. <laughs> but you know, we've been going four years strong, and uh, this is our fourth year. Since then, it's been a lot of changes. You know, late moved back to Atlanta, so the late from the Mega Late Show is oh, way sh- out in California. Shout uh, out in, to late. Yeah, shout out to late. Um. You know, Steez, who is the S, the, the show, MLS, uh, he's doing his movie thing and his sound oh, guy that's thing. Oh, Yeah, peace, Steez. <laughs> but yeah, it's just me today rocking. You know, um, before we really get started, let me let you know that this episode is brought to you in part by the beatmaker Lidley, who's been on the show before, Japanese beatmaker. Uh, we're going to be playing beats from his newest album, which came out last year, called Grits. And it's just going to be kind of a lo-fi, kind of dreamy hip-hop vibe today, despite my guest being uh, on a much different wavelength and frequency <laughs> than that, you know? But yeah, I, I didn't even ask what I should call you for this. Just Eto is good, yeah? Yeah, Eto is good, yeah. That's the artist's name now, yeah? Exactly, yeah. You, you, okay, so Eto, peace, man. Yo, thank so, you so much for having me, yeah, man. This is so man. cool. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm finally super... able to visit this institution that is the MLS, the Megale Show. It's so hey. good. I mean, this is not your first time, really. You were uh, you recorded back with us on episode 18. Yeah, that's right. Um, with uh, the ocean and I was that. Right, right. Shout out to Nayo. It was it was game. you. It was you, Nayo, and uh, Marissa. Yes. Her name? Yeah. Marissa. Marissa right? Yeah. Didn't she just get married? Yeah, she moved. Uh, I think she moved up north, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure. Okay. But uh, but yeah, she's doing her thing. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that was a. <laughs> That was over three years ago. Yeah. It must have been about... Because I've been living in this apartment um, since like 2000... Uh, like three years ago. Over three years ago. So, yeah, man. And that was back when the Ocean Eye and I was just the three of y'all. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Eventually, Late would join. Yeah. And then he would not be in the group anymore. Yeah. Is the Ocean Eye still going? Uh, I think uh, it, it's a hiatus now. I think everybody's just doing their thing. Um, right, right. At least like for me, like I'm not doing any band stuff anymore. Okay. Uh, I'm just focusing on 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 Eto, you know. Okay. The solo <laughs> stuff. Yeah, solo. Yeah. Okay, because you were also in another band, uh, Red Bedrock, too. Yeah, right? Red Bedrock. Yeah. Yeah. So every every band. I mean, it's difficult to perform as a band right now. Yeah, yeah. The coronavirus, but okay. Yeah, I just feel I just feel like right now it's just like a little bit easier. It's just much easier to do it on your own and and oh. just to be able to do music and just be on your own schedule and be on your own okay. uh, wavelength, like you said before. Yeah. It's just a lot of fun, man. I'm having sure. a really, really good time doing it. Yeah. Well, I got to say, I've been really enjoying your your solo stuff too. Oh, you know? thank you yeah. so much. Thank I, you. It, it, it came out of it came out of left field for me. Oh like yeah, I, yeah. I, I for mean, a lot I, of people. <laughs> I knew that I knew that you were you know a, a drummer, a percussionist, and and that you were a, a musically inclined person with your creativity. Um, I also knew that you were probably some type of Spanish, Hispanic, yeah. Latin, uh, you know, mix. <laughs> but we never got into the details of that. But when you came out with the album, I was like, yo, this is like some reggaeton. Like, yeah, this is yeah. like, <laughs> I didn't even, you know, I knew he was a smoothie, like, you know, but I didn't know. So, yeah, man, the uh, the, the Papi Chulo side came yeah, out. Yeah, really, really, it really did. And uh, yeah, you know, that's not that's not so much of my general like inclination to listen to that type of music. But I also I also was bartending at a reggae dance hall. Oh, uh, nice. When I was in Texas for about three years, as a, it was like a, a second gig for me. Just so, you know, the money was actually pretty good. Oh, cool. But okay. um, because of that, and, and on the West Coast, we don't have a lot of Puerto Ricans, Panamanians, and people from Venezuela or, you know, Dominican Republic. It's mostly like Mexican cats right. out there, right? Right. But when I went to Texas, for whatever reason, I guess because the military was there, there was so many more people from those communities. Right, And right. that's where I kind of came into contact with them. You know, it, it was like a little mini New York of sorts because there was just like this kind of New Yorker, also like Caribbean, right. African, uh, Latino, diasporic mm-hmm. kind of community. 
and that's where I came into like soca and reggaeton and and Jamaican dancehall and and cumbia and all these other music genres. Nice. So, yeah. so I, I I do have like when I hear it, you know what I mean. I gotta move my shoulders. Yeah, yeah, and, exactly. You know what yeah. I mean. Get on the soca <laughs> train or some it. shit, you know. But you know? but yeah, it's, it's it's really good, man. I I actually you know I, I feel like um, despite us being uh, you know friends. I would call us friends. Just, yeah, you know, we never really sure. kicked it and and, and drank on, on our own core. But whenever we see each other, it's all love and, and, oh, totally. and we're friends, right? Yeah. But but I I never jumped into a conversation with you about like where you're from or oh, you know your, okay. your ethnic background and things of that nature. So where are you from? You're born in Puerto okay. Rico. Yeah, I was born and raised in PR. Uh, shout outs to to everybody that knows me in the island. Uh, San Juan. San Juan, Puerto Rico. I was born and raised there until I was 17. Okay. And then uh, for my last year of high school, I got sent to boarding school. Uh, and, and yeah, from boarding school on, I, I just stayed out at the island and just started like experiencing the world. And uh, Where was boarding school? Uh, this was in Connecticut. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Middle of nowhere where you see like wild turkeys running around. Uh. And I got attacked by one one time. That's like some yeah, real I was like, culture I, yeah, I was like running, running away from a wild turkey because he was gonna attack me. So, yeah, oh, but man. I survived it. You know, you know, there used to be <laughs> dinosaurs and shit. So yeah, I was exactly. like, you gotta watch out for <laughs> wild birds. I don't mess with any yeah. wild animals like Small that. Small Puerto Rican kid getting yeah. chased by a turkey. That's not fun. So. Turkeys are big as <laughs> shit too. They're not like a, you know what I mean? They're they're big as hell, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> never, I've never seen a like a, a turkey just walking around. I've seen them on a dinner table but yeah yeah you know, they got muscles that's in real life I mean. they're scary yeah 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 i'm sure man like i said they're little dinosaurs right but okay man that, that's really interesting yeah but my parents are are from south america though and that's where like all this other gumbo of taste comes from what part of south america are they from uh so my dad was well, my dad rest in peace is from colombia and my mom is from venezuela Oh, okay. So, yeah, well, the cumbia was always playing in the house and the salsa and all that stuff. And uh, when I was growing up, uh, I was listening to reggaeton, too. Like, I remember when reggaeton was, like, in its infancy. Mm -hmm. You know, the videos that we would watch on TV, they were made on, like, you know, these cheap-ass cameras. The over-the-shoulder. Oh, my VHS God, yeah. Signal, like, yeah. you could tell, like, it was just, like, this tape thing, like, this VHS thing that they were using. It was really cheap, but, but the music was so good. And right. And it never faded. It just stayed yeah. until it became what it is today. It's huge so. now. It's huge. Yeah. I remember when it started getting huge. Before, they used to have like, it used to be like, um, you know, like reggae in Española type. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? And it wasn't reggaeton the way it was, but it had those kind of, that lineage from cumbia and then the, the reggae with like the polyrhythm sounds and, right. and things. But now it is like embedded into... Uh, american pop music american pop music culture like ed sharon has fucking like yeah, reggaeton totally, beats yeah. you know so <laughs> it, it was weird when that started getting popular to me but you know it's so catchy that like why wouldn't it yeah yeah i think i think uh with the help of those artists like ed sheeran and stuff it became much more widely uh successful but shakira but I, shakira too right. yeah but i think when daddy yankee came out with that gasolina then oh, yeah. it, that's when it just blew up and I mean, yeah. that must have been or like what, like in a in a kind of like late yeah, 2000s, I think that was right? Two, yeah, two, 2006, yeah. maybe something like that. I'm That's not when sure. I was. That was yeah. when I was bartending in uh, reggae dance oh, for like okay. 2007 <laughs> to 2008, all the way up until like 2011. So, right, right. Yeah, man. Yeah. I saw it happen. And I was like, I didn't yeah, know this. Exactly. But but also my frame of reference for it was pretty strange because I didn't really understand what was happening around the world with this sound i thought it was just a community type of you know my community in texas that just happened to be like all these people from like this afro latina yeah uh, latino diasporic background but but yeah man it's fucking huge now right yeah it's it's insane now yeah and and it, it's not only limited to puerto rican artists too there's artists right. like everywhere now there's yeah. some I've, i found out about some really cool japanese reggaeton artists as well that I'm just dying to collaborate with them at some point. And uh, yeah, it's, it's insane. Like it, th there's at least like uh, a handful of countries that I did not know about that had like a reggaeton scene. Like for Word. example, like Japan, like that's Japan so has a reggaeton scene. Yeah. It's insane. Wait, like, like yeah. 
people like you, Puerto Ricans out here making the music or like no actual Japanese, Japanese people. people. Yeah, yeah Japanese Whoa. people. <laughs> I mean, that's dope. It's super. That's I'll send dope. you some links later so now you can we'll check it out. We'll play some of it later. Okay, cool. cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got to put me onto that. No, yeah. I, I had uh, I had some cats that work in the the reggae dancehall scene on uh, a couple weeks back, and they kind of really peeled the you know the the veil back and told me about what's happening here. And apparently, there's a lot of like huge japanese reggae tone like reggae and yeah. dancehall artists mm-hmm. out here that are considered legit even by jamaicans so yeah i, yeah. I guess it probably works the same way with reggaeton, with reggaeton too uh. yeah there's a really good artist that i'm losing that i'm listening to now his name is uh Ryoma. okay uh, r-y-o-m-a and he's really awesome his, his uh wait i think i think my m- i'm sounding a little bit muffled though right oh really Maybe? i mean well, a little bit see. you might let me come bring you up some um, is that a little bit better? I can just take. take, take no, I mean it's, you sound fine to me. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, but okay, I don't cool. know what the I don't know what it sounds like on your headset. Well, I, I actually didn't put That's those good. on. Okay. You see, what do you think? Let me see. No, 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 no. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Now, yeah, maybe it was. You're just up a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it sounded to me earlier, and that's why I turned it up. Oh, but, okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Thanks. But, but yeah, uh, shout out to Rioma. Uh, shout outs to uh, Noliel No No No. He's a guy from okay. Okinawa. Oh, tight. Yeah, I mean, island culture maybe. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, they really they they really encapsulate that uh, fun vibe that reggaeton is supposed to be. So you know, their their lyrics are in are, are in like a Spanish dialect or is it Japanese lyrics? Uh, some of them speak in Spanish. Some of them sing in Spanish. Uh, um, most of, most of what I've heard, it's all in Japanese. Uh, but they make some lit, words. Though. Yeah. That sounds kind of tight. Sounds yeah, like, it's really strange. cool. Like, I mean, for some, for somebody that that was just that just like uh, stumbled upon it. Yeah. I was like, I, I mean, I was making my own thing, and then by doing my own thing, I was finding out about other artists here that were doing it too, and then I just stumbled upon that, and I was like, holy, you know, yeah. this is crazy. There's Japanese reggaeton. Right. I mean, yeah. it, the, the way you speak of it sounds like you have more of an appreciation for it than. Uh, like a critical lens on it because you know oh, a lot right. of people a, a lot of people especially there's a uh, like an emphasis on representation and cultural appropriation these days that it just comes up more in conversation but for right. you it seems as though you're just like yo that's that's tight oh my god yeah like i i i i never really understood that whole like uh cultural appropriation thing i mean to be honest uh i think that if people didn't uh appropriate something nothing good would have probably come out of that maybe right, right. yeah you know what i mean not with right. everything probably but like at least like with music there's so right. much stuff that people it's take and make it into something cooler right for example i like, mean it, yeah uh, cultural exchange is how uh you know beautiful things happen yeah maybe that was it, the word that know, i was looking for cultural exchange but yeah. you know there yeah. is there is some forms of using other people's culture um in a disgusting way so oh, yeah a, for sure there's a spectrum of it but, yeah yeah and and within that spectrum people have varying degrees of you know concern yeah uh, about that type of like some shit i'm like that's nasty that yeah, you're yeah. just doing that but <laughs> other things you know if i see like some like i got a native american headdress here right yeah this is a, a legit war bonnet right and in native american cultures that the plains indians that rock those which is not a, a, a native american tribe that i'm in like only the chief wears that like you only oh, supposed okay. to wear the chief wear that so if i'm outside rocking that it's a little bit suspect to use it oh, as a okay as a trinket for my kind of like fashion sense yeah and the same thing with like jamiroquai selling war bonnets to you know 25 year old white girls that you know oh, I mean? okay, okay. And it, it yeah. gets a little bit tricky but yeah at the same time it's like my father was a black seminal like a black native american born on a reservation and so oh, it's wow. like exactly how much co- like where's the line like yeah i, I don't know it's an entirely oh, yeah, yeah. it's entirely it, it's a difficult conversation to have sometimes but yeah but it I seems mean, like you cool with it no i mean like uh, at least like in terms of like the reggaeton thing that that i've been seeing it, it's cool like also i mean i totally understand about the the there's some good, bad, and ugly sides of, of what you were explaining now. Mm. But in terms of like music, for example, salsa is a mixture of so many things. Right. And uh, that that's also like that was also like a powerhouse of music back in the in the seventies and eighties when it was uh, coming up too. And it's just a mixture of like uh, black music and uh, 
you know, all these different countries putting in like that gumbo in the pot and, and making something right. cool. Well, I mean, like there's stuff like that. There's like music is it's everything in music seems to have already been made and everything that's left is just to mix what's already been made mm -hmm. and make something new. And right. that's where Sorry. all the new genres start popping out and stuff like that. That's mm -hmm. what I meant. Yeah. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, especially when we're talking about the type of music that comes from these areas of the world yeah you know what i mean because it's like there, there's such a gumbo there in the first place yeah like, yeah like you listen to like hawaiian shit and it's like oh it sounds like there's a variety of things there but hawaiian culture like modern hawaiian culture is like chinese japanese yeah. indigenous hawaiians the whites there and it's a it's a salad bowl of cultures coming together to make something you know what i mean yeah so, yeah word. it's really interesting yeah yeah <laughs> I, I i you know it's not it that's not a fight that i'm that i'm uh so concerned about most of the time mm. except for when it, it looks uh, sometimes it looks Ugly. nasty yeah. and i get critical about it <laughs> yeah. uh, undoubtedly undoubtedly <laughs> but but you know i only use i only use the term woke as like a pejorative or or ironically you know oh, like, okay, ah, okay. super woke i mean um I guess, like, when people are using it, like, in a really ugly way, it's really noticeable, yeah. too. And that's when people are, like, you know, th that's when you can right. call it out and, right. you know, hey, you, you shouldn't be doing something like that, you know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I feel a way when I see some representations of other people's cultures that are not my culture that seem suspect to me. Yeah, and, yeah. And, I mean, I don't know enough about, like any cumbia or anything like that to really have an informed opinion about it to, to be like mm -hmm. hey that's fucking weird that you <laughs> japanese is fucking you making you know you sound like pitbull or something <laughs> like i don't i don't know like, <laughs> that's not my that's not my fight on that ground but <laughs> I, I mean it's dope like to with japanese it's a whole different thing i'm gonna go ahead and just switch gears before we oh, go okay. down a rabbit hole on that. yeah yeah <laughs> it's, a, it's a conversation to have but it's not necessarily totally. one that i wanted to get in with with you oh yeah uh, no problem about no problem. it you know <laughs> like it seems like you, you don't have a, a a punctuated concern about it so i won't try to work yeah, out the details I mean, with you you know what i mean yeah yeah exactly but, but, but you've been you've been living here in japan for how long Oh, since uh, since '06, since 2006, yeah. Oh shit. Yeah, it's it, time. You got permanent flown. residency? No, not yet. Not yet. Yeah, okay. not yet. Yeah, Damn, I haven't really so started uh, doing that paperwork yet. But oh, but you're yeah. not married to a Japanese. Person. No, I'm not married. Okay. Yeah, it helps. Yeah, <laughs> it helps. <laughs> yeah. It helps. I don't have it yet either, and I've only been here for, uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, almost ten years, I suppose. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, wow. Years. Counting my time in Okinawa too. But how was Okinawa, by the way? Okinawa is dope, man. Yeah. Um, it's a completely different vibe than Tokyo. Mm -hmm. uh, number one, you know, it's an island culture. So the people are generally um, friendlier, I would say, like cool. off rip. They're friendlier. They're nicer. They're more interested in helping you out if you don't know something. Like I've asked somebody like, yo, where is this at? Where am I at? And they went out of their way, walked me 15 minutes down the street to, to help me out. And, and here in Tokyo, it's a bigger city. So there's that that kind of, you know. I don't I'm not helping nobody. I'm not looking out. Right. I'll walk, right. I'll walk over a person that falls over on the ground type of shit. Yeah. So yeah. that's dope. <laughs> but also there's the, you know, the entire military, American military industrial complex is every few kilometers. You're driving yeah. past like a, a, a gated fence with barbed wire and armed guards. And you know what I mean? Uh, okay, so it's like yeah. there's hell. It's it's really much more Americanized than um, and it's growing to be more and more americanized every time that i go back but it's dope you, were, were you in the navy was no it? no i'm not military oh okay, okay see the way i got out there is interesting because um uh my my stepdad was a career marine right i and, see and so he was on his last duty station um in like 2011 uh, 2010 2011 and it was last in okinawa so i was going to go visit them before moving back to california and when I got out here, the week that I got out there to Okinawa, my father passed away. Oh, and so okay. I was like, fuck. So I went, handled all of his business. And then when I came back to Japan, I was like, let me finish up this trip. I was like, fuck it. I don't need to be in California no more. My father's gone. So I just stayed out there. So, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, but cool. I, I was never military. Oh, okay. Okay. It's not my vibe. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a little bit too. And my, my, my dad and my stepdad, who are both career Marines, um, They'll tell you the same, like, yeah, you, you're not, it's not that I'm not cut out physically for that shit, it's because I'm, I'm a fucking communist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm a, I'm a fucking leftist, Marxist, so that's, that's why. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I was, I was never, uh, uh, 
exposed to to that whole uh, marine or navy life either. So, but oh. I know there's a lot of Puerto Ricans here in Japan uh, that are related that, that are in the navy. Yeah, that's I how I met most of the Puerto Ricans here in Japan. Well, you know, for for Puerto Ricans, you know, it's a it's a U.S. territory, but yeah. it's not it's not a state. So yeah, um, you know, they they don't get the opportunity to vote type. Yeah, you know, that's like, another rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so it was like you know, you you join the military to have you know upward mobility to get yeah. out of Puerto Rico to get to the United States to to get to that idealized version of the American dream and shit. So yeah, my yeah. best my best friend in high school. Um, was a Puerto Rican Cuban kid, you know. Oh, like, cool! Yeah. Oh, nice. So, so I was around him quite a bit, but where is he at? California now. Oh, I think. okay. You know, this is high school, so I'm I'm 37. So this is 20 years ago. Oh, already, okay. But, but actually, this year will be my 20 year anniversary for like 20 year reunion for high school and shit. Oh, so nice. Old <laughs> How old are you? Is that a secret? Oh, I'm uh, I'm I'm 36 now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so man, you've been out here. So you've been out here since you're like. Since I graduated yeah. college, basically. Oh, that's tight. Yeah, I came uh, on the JET program. Bet. Yeah, and uh, I got a job out in uh, in Kyushu. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to... Basically, I just had two... Uh, no, three uh, uh, things that I needed to cross off my checklist before I picked a place in Japan. So... I, I, the, the chicken had to be good. I love eating chicken. <laughs> hey, I feel you. I feel like I'm genetically predisposed <laughs> to like chicken and shit, like my whole life. Yeah, right. So the chicken's got to be off the chain and uh, I got to be able to surf. Oh, okay. And I want to be like, you know, uh, somewhere where like, you know, there's good onsens and nature's beautiful. Mm. So I decided to go to Miyazaki because, you know, chicken's great. You know, surfing is awesome and it's beautiful. It's beautiful there. Yeah. Yeah. And I got it. I got it. Like that was like the first choice and I got it. I got the first choice. So do a lot of people. I've never been out there. Do a lot of people just not want to be there? Or? I think I think a lot of people choose to uh, be in cities. More okay. Yeah. Better. More like the urban settings. Gotcha. But I didn't want to go to any city. I just wanted to be like in, in an isolated part of the country where I could like be like super immersed and at the same time not feel that homesick because i got the serpent and the chicken you know i mean yeah. <laughs> the, the two things that a man yeah. needs to survive is like the ocean and some chicken serpent and I chicken agree. man yeah uh, uh, well you know going back to okinawa like the surfing's not that great but like you are you could basically jump out into the water at any point in the island and okay that's what i loved about it you know i, I graduated high school in hawaii so me and the ocean were fucking oh uh, nice and so yeah. i was i was at the beach like you know, uh, three nice, to five man. days a week yeah when i was out there and that's what's really lovely about that yeah the i surf love the is trash though yeah, yeah. <laughs> i didn't know that yeah I, I mean it's just like there's no really good breaks i see and like if there are they're fucking you know 200 meters out and small oh but okay. maybe maybe i'm spoiled because my whole life i lived near the ocean i grew up in a place called oceanside california oh which, okay you know i was on the beach multiple days a week out there and then high school in hawaii uh, a, a walk to the beach was like five minutes for me and it was a good beach for you know waves we, we'd get like four foot sets like all the time which is eight feet in, yeah in you know in hawaii yeah and so yeah i mean i wasn't surfing i was sponging out there like oh, bodyboarding, okay. oh cool drop knees and barrel rolls but oh nice I nice mean, but yeah i tried surfing a few times cool yeah i was always scared of being impaled by the yeah. tip of the surfboard <laughs> to be honest with you that's like a big oh really oh yeah. okay i don't know why it's illogical but yeah yeah like i i think it, it i think i never had the balance to surf actually like that that's why i just decided to just bodyboard so that's what i was doing the whole time i was just bodyboarding since i was like uh 14 15 okay yeah he was doing tricks and shit like drop yeah. knees and exactly yeah. Yeah. And shit. <laughs> yeah i was too man it's like it's not something that people usually like when they talk about surfing and going to the beach it's like surfing and going to the beach yeah but yeah when i was in hawaii it's like mad cats were you know um sponging bodyboarding oh, okay and it's just like it was the the learning curve was a little uh a little bit easier right it's like you you learn how to drop in you know exactly catch a yeah. wave and in two months you're already like you know catching some fun waves yeah so, yeah totally yeah. i mean in puerto rico too there's a lot of places to surf and for some reason I'm, I'm not sure what what's the reason but there's a lot more bodyboarders than than surf than surfers actually mm. uh, like everybody has a board but the number of bodyboards i guess outnumber the surfboards it's probably cheaper 
Probably. Probably yeah. cheaper to get a bodyboard than a surfboard. Yeah. And like you said, like the learning curve, maybe that's yeah. one of the reasons. So that I just picked up a bodyboard really quick and just kept going you every weekend. You still be at the beach often? Yeah. In the summertime, I try to yeah. go a lot. Yeah. Which Th- beaches you hit out here? Uh, I go a lot to Morito or um, uh, la- the last time I went to the beach, where did I go? Uh, we We took a road trip down to Chiba. And uh, that's actually where, where we shot a, a video for the, the last single I put out. Yeah. And uh, right. that was all in Chiba, like uh, uh, the beaches there and stuff. Oh, tight. Yeah, yeah. And uh, a shout out to Matt Bakken. He did the, the video for us. Uh, and, th- and hopefully it's going to come out uh, either this week or next. So. Oh, tight. Yeah. yeah. yeah I'll let you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah. Maybe I'll... Maybe I'll uh, Use that footage for uh, an audiogram that I make for the podcast. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That would be sweet. Yeah. You know, I got to admit, since I got married and since I had a baby and since I moved to Tokyo, like, me and nature haven't been all that close. Like, oh, word? I barely make it out, out of the, out okay. of the damn city, <laughs> to be honest with you. Oh, really? Yeah. Also, a thing, too, is, like, when, you pr- when, you, when you're married and you got a kid, you lose that kind of mentality of keeping yourself in really good shape it's like i'm gonna be at the beach so ma- let me make sure that you know what i mean yeah, like a little yeah. tight you know <laughs> veins in my neck you know what i mean like <laughs> so so i i definitely fell into like this dad bod type of mentality that i'm in right now but i just got my gym membership back so oh word oh that, okay man. you're yeah. trying you're trying to get brolic I'm, I'm definitely going to be brolic, but I'm going to be like, I'm going to be like dad brolic. Like, I don't expect to have like a six pack, but I'm going to have traps. Oh, I'm nice, make sure, nice. you know, my triceps yeah. going to look right. Yeah, I just got to be back on that. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, I feel, I feel like I need to work out often because if I don't, I just get really antsy. Yeah. yeah I just got to let it out, you know? Yeah, I feel that. I think that, to be honest with you, I think that a prime motivator for me for staying fit was like two major things. It's like, number one, I need to at least look like I could whoop somebody's ass yeah. <laughs> so they don't try to whoop my ass. Yeah. Even though, you know, I, I, I've done, I, I practice a variety of different martial arts and, and uh, combat systems. And so even if I look fucking skinny, I just didn't want people, I just want people to be like, ah, oh, that motherfucker looks like he you shouldn't, yeah. you shouldn't test yeah. it. <laughs> but so number one is like, you know, to look, like I could handle myself, and then number two is to get bitches. Yeah, yeah, to be, exactly. <laughs> to be no, really, I mean, to be, that's that's yeah. true. I mean, that's a lot. That's the, probably the main reason why guys work out to begin with. You know, you you Let's you're not honest. married though, right? Right now, no, no, you got no, girlfriend no, right yeah. now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna put you out, but I feel like every time I felt like every time I used to see you before, I'm like, damn. I like Eto got ladies. <laughs> like every time, I, I remember one time I had to apologize to you because I was like, boop, boop, boop. I, 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 I saw it and I was like, yo, this don't look like the same one that he was with, you know, oh, four shit. months ago. <laughs> and and I just be like, yo, Eto got he got a little bit, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, 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 I mean, I'm trying, I'm trying. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if my game is the tightest in the world, but you know, like you Puerto I, Rican and shit, that's yeah. like a genetic <laughs> component to be a bit of a smoothie, pretty boy type of thing, right? <laughs> Uh, Ricky Martin in Japan, or I yeah. don't know. I don't know. <laughs> how, how is the? Uh, I'm not going to go delve into any more of your dating <laughs> business and shit. My bad if I'm putting you out. Tell your no, girl don't good. listen to this. Yeah, but, don't listen to this. <laughs> but but shut it uh, off. <laughs> on the strength though, on the strength. How's the Puerto Rican community out here? Do you know a lot of Puerto Rican cats? Because I don't. Uh, to be honest, uh, before the pandemic, uh, I only knew this one cat. Uh, shout out to Ricardo. Um, and then after the pandemic started and uh, I started like, uh, you know, doing my research and, and hitting up people uh, around uh, Instagram and stuff like that. I found out a couple of people that were actually here like from a long time ago that I had no idea because maybe like uh, social circles are not the same. So we never met. But there are there are a handful, not a lot. And like I said before, for the most part, they're either. Uh, uh, married to Navy people or they're in the Navy and they're going to leave soon or it's never really like this uh, uh, long-term sure. kind of thing. I got to yeah. admit, man, I don't know if I know any other Puerto Rican cats. It's not yeah. something that I'm just like, yo, you Puerto Rican? Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like a lot of my Puerto Rican homies is going to have like a Puerto Rican flag tattoo or something. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm going to see yeah. it in the I don't summer. have any tattoos. Yeah, yeah but, <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I don't know. Like... um. You, you see some of the events that they have at like your Yogi Park, right? Yeah. And they got they got like the Jamaican Day, they got like Caribbean Day, they got all these you know Filipino um, festival type of joints. Yeah. Which I find myself at sometimes because yeah. you know, I'm black and Filipino, black Native American, 
and Filipino. So I go out there and, you know, even though I don't know much about Filipino culture because I'm very Americanized, I still be there like, yo, I right, know this right. food. Yeah. My, I know, you know. <laughs> Adobo, like, yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you ever miss like kind of that Puerto Rican, you know, community and vibe? Because you're oh, very yeah. proud people. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I I would be lying to you if I did if I don't think about at least one Puerto Rican thing every day, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, because it's really hard to get like really authentic food mm. to begin with. And then, you know. Every day I'm, I'm listening to something, uh, either if it's salsa or reggaeton or something that's Puerto Rican. Uh, when I talk to family, like I, I notice I'm like I'm I'm, uh, I'm losing in some of the Spanish, too, mm. because I rarely speak Spanish nowadays. And, you know, it's getting kind of embarrassing. But mm. uh, <laughs> but yeah, like uh, I mean, yeah, I, I, I do miss it. And uh, it's really hard to come come by something Puerto Rican here. But at the same time, uh, when you go home. You just appreciate it way more, man. Like, I don't even I don't even want to see anything that's non-Puerto Rican when I'm back home. You know, <laughs> word, like, word. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. want to eat, like, home-cooked meals and, and go to the beach every day mm. and, and talk in Spanish all the time when I go home. Yeah, because I know that I'm just going to be there for a little right. bit. Then I'm going to come back here and, you know, change How, gears. How's, uh, <laughs> how's your family been during... Uh, this whole coronavirus situation is most of your family back in Puerto Rico. Yeah, yeah, they're they're spread out, uh, but mostly yeah, Puerto Rico and uh, the states. And I guess it just depends on where they are at. But for the most part, they're doing fine. That's good news. Yeah, man. shout outs to Alessia, mommy, and Janice, and you know every everybody's just trying to trying to get get through this. You know, Arm. yeah. My mom, uh, shout out to my dad too. Uh, my my stepfather is his birthday today, so shout out to him. He just got the uh, the vaccine, the first vaccine shot today, and uh, my mom got it like nice. two weeks ago. So that's a big weight off of my chest because my yeah. my mom is my mom is quite old, you know. She's like seventy four right now, and oh, okay. uh, nineteen years older than my stepdad. But you know, seventy four years old, it's like you yeah, get coronavirus. Yeah. That's a dangerous thing. So yeah, totally. It was a huge weight off my chest to hear that she got the the vaccine and. Yeah, it's oh, good, that's man. That's great, man. Yeah. When it, do you think we're gonna get it here? You and me, young, healthy <laughs> dudes. I mean, next year, <laughs> mid, mid next year, if we're lucky. Yeah. I, right. I mean, the 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 number of vaccines that they have available right now is really small. Really small. Really, yeah. Really, really it's small. really there's, slow here. Yeah. There's like 36 million people who are over the age of 65, right, in Japan. Damn. And they've got like 550,000 vaccines right now. And they got to be first. You <laughs> oh, know? my God. Uh, especially the ones in like the major cities. Like where at first it goes to like the medical cats and it goes to the, 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 the people who are most at risk. Yeah. And in Japan, old people is definitely. And so me and you, maybe 2022. 2022. <laughs> yeah, we're lucky. I, yeah. I, I'm a, I, the, the reason that I'm cautious about it is because my proximity to people who are in danger of having it right you know, right i did have a homie in the united states who was in his 40s who died from the coronavirus so you know oh, i understand shit. damn sorry to hear that me too man it, it, it's it's really it's really kind of wild how many people we've lost yeah in the united states because of you know incompetence right really right. and people is just kind of you know, a lot of people didn't take it seriously. Yeah. Until it yeah. really until it really pokes them in the eye and they lose a family member or some shit. And I don't exactly. know if my homie was of that mind state, but you know, here I am a teacher still. I got I got a student that's like seventy seven years old. So I can't oh, I can't be, you know, at the function with people at the bar and then, you know, have it and then go to teach class and then two days later the exactly. people pop up. Yeah. So I, I, I do try to be a little bit cautious about it. But to be honest with you, this is the first podcast that I've done where I've wore a mask. And oh, it's just, really? It's oh, just okay. because it's just because you 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 uh, requested it. Oh, dude, thank you so much, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I I feel you. I feel you on that. Like, my only time that I'm really interacting with people like this is like Saturday, one Saturday a month. And usually, I'm paying attention a little bit to my people. Like, if I saw you like throwing events and going, I'm like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna have to postpone this. Yeah, exactly. Out, you know, but yeah, yeah. This is a, so for our listeners to hear and maybe feel like it sounds a little bit muffled. It does because we were rocking masks today. And yeah, exactly. Also see it on the video. Yeah, exactly. Too, yeah. So. Cheers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hola, mi gente. Hey. Pónganse hey. las máscara. Hey. Just translate everything you say into into Spanish as well. Right. I, I had. I feel like I had a lot more questions about your experiences here in 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 Japan. 
uh, one of the things I want to talk about is like, like I said, you're a creative person. You, you, you're rocking with two bands. When, right when I met you, you had two bands going. With the coronavirus, you found yourself working more on your own individual identity musically. Mm-hmm. Do you, the, the music you're making with Nile and the music you're making with Red Bedrock, vastly different from what you're doing now. Do you feel as though like this is the lane that you're going to stay with or is your music going to evolve into other different genres? Is this just like, tell me more about, you know, that. Okay. Um, I, it's so funny because I haven't really thought about talking. Uh, I haven't really uh, imagined somebody asking me this until you're asking me this now. This is like the first time I'm actually like in an interview. Processing as, it, right. Yeah, like, you know, promoting Eto, you know. So, um, but it's interesting because like when this whole pandemic started, I felt like uh, I was pushed into just doing this, you know. Like everything just went in the back burner. All the bands, all the, the, the stuff I was doing before. And I don't know, something just came on me and, and just it was just like okay Ernesto you're gonna do this you know? mm. and all the energy just went straight into that and that's how I just started making all the songs I just started tapping into uh stuff that I remember from childhood and relationships and stuff like that and and uh and that and that's and that's what came out you know like and and, it, and when it came out it came out really easy mm. it wasn't like something forced like when you're putting like a, like the square peg into the circular right. uh, hole, it wasn't like that at it's all. It's all just a natural expression of you. Super just, uh, natural, emerge. yeah. It was really just easy. That's the only way I can explain it. And then I knew I was like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm just sticking with this. This is my vibe. Yeah, this is my vibe. This is what I'm gonna do. And, and who, who, whoever, whoever's gonna j- jump on the train with me, then it's cool. If not, it's all good. You know, like, I know that, uh, music is a really, really subjective thing. Not everybody's going to like what, what you're doing, but as long as it's making me happy, I, I really don't give a damn about what anybody mm-hmm. else says. <laughs> well, it's dope. I just was, it, it came out of left field for me because I didn't really know that was your vibe yeah. at all. <laughs> to be honest with you, I thought you were just seeing you drum with Nio and, and his uh, kind of sound of music and then also the Red Bedrock. I assumed that you were more like rock inclined. You know what I yeah, mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Traditionally like a rock uh, bass artist. So when I first saw the post of your music, I was like, oh, he's making like a rock album by himself. It's like, this should be interesting. <laughs> and then I heard it and I was like, whoa, I Whoa. forgot <laughs> I forgot my brother over here was like a Puerto Rican cat. You know what I mean? I was like, damn, I don't understand anything here, but it sounds it, it sounds great. Oh, it, man, you know, thank you. It sounds thank really you. good. No, and, 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 and you saying that, man, it, it makes me feel like a million bucks, man, because I know like at least some people are liking it and some people are vibing off of it and. And it just, you know, it's more more motivation, more energy for me to keep doing what I'm doing. So that's great. You know, um, I I get enough out of it without knowing the lyrics because there is a, <laughs> th- it's a it's a it's a kind of it changes the atmosphere around. Right. You hear it right. And it's like, oh, this is you know, this is what I'm going to clean to the living room to today because it's upbeat. <laughs> it's like, oh, the sun is shining. This music accompanies that. You oh, know? Nice, and so it sounds nice. really good. Now, you call the album Island Hopping, and I'm guessing that's because you come from an island of Puerto Rico to this big-ass island of Japan. Yes, like, exactly. So yeah. Is that kind of the idea behind it? Right, exactly. Like, it, it, just being in this island of Japan and tapping into my experiences back in Puerto Rico, it was like I was actually just, you know, island hopping, but just like, uh, you know, going back with, with, the, with the memories that I gathered from my childhood, basically. Mm. Childhood and also, you know, like... I like to write a lot about like r- relationships because I feel like a lot of people can uh, relate to that. And, um, you know, just of all, all the experiences and all the people that have been uh, in my life, uh, some of them were good experiences, some of them were bad. But, uh, but I feel like that's all just material that can be mm. put into good use. Mm. So that's how island hopping came to came came about you know tight and yeah. it's it's just an ep it's only it's only like what four tracks and then right four tracks release yeah. uh, komodo was another track that you just released as right. well right yeah komodo. komodo sounds much different than the island hopping tracks yeah yeah wise, like yeah exactly wise. that's a little bit more uh like tapping into the the what w- what is it uh 
I guess it, it, it's it's definitely a more trap trap vibe that I try to go with, mm-hmm. but at the same time, like make it as dreamy and ethereal sounding as possible. Because mm. I feel like a lot of the music that I do, it's it has like this dreaminess to it. It's not very hard hitting uh perreo reggaeton like mm-hmm. people call it you know like it's not it, it's it's probably not gonna be good for parties where you're gonna see girls uh dro- dropping their ass on the mm, floor and stuff right, like right. that but i mean although i do like that as well but uh but m- my vibe is just uh so far have been has been something a little bit more like a dreamy vibe uh more like ethereal uh kind of like just like you said like you know you're you're cleaning your 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 room right listening to the song uh because it make, makes you want to just transport somewhere else or mm. something like that and to yeah. me that's fine that that that's the whole goal of of this you know it's it's a it's a, a reggaeton for life not for the club yes yeah. ex- exactly yeah although i mean some of it is for the club uh, uh if, at some point maybe i will make something that's for the club but but i never again i again i never force anything like whatever i do is just whatever comes out mm. basically and if uh if one day i do something really perreo sounding which is like hard-hitting reggaeton sounding then good then great uh but it's got to be easy it's got to be it can't be something forced mm. yeah i think it's i think you're it's it's a disservice to the listener too if you try to do something like that i think authenticity is very important i think that some listeners are savvy enough to get it yeah like, exactly something's not authentic it's like eh, exactly yeah this is this is this is him trying to exactly to yeah. make this instead of it being a natural kind of uh, aspect of it or expression of himself. Right, so, right. I feel people can sniff that out. It, yeah. And and I think that was one of the more more like really surprising things to me because despite it, it's like I had no real connection to you as a person with this sound. But as soon as I heard it, I was like, <laughs> oh, like, this this must be straight from, you know what I mean? Like yeah. straight from the skin. Like he pulled it right out of yeah, his pocket yeah. and had this <laughs> the whole time. It wasn't something that was like, Okay, I'm I'm gonna make try to make this album now. Like if I, you know, if I was like, okay, well I'm now I'm gonna try to make a Native American, you know, album. Yeah. Like, I don't know shit about that, but you know, if it's if it's part of me, then it's easy for me to just kind of create that expression. When right. I heard your album, I was like, oh shit! Like that I, that was my first takeaway from it. Oh, my second cool. take was like, first I was like, wow, I didn't know he could make this. And the second, I was like, "Wow, he's really good at making this. Like, this is <laughs> this sounds incredible." Thank you so yeah. much, yeah. man. Gracias, gracias. Uh, we're we're definitely going to go play some some tracks uh, from the album, and I want to discuss like some of the production techniques and okay. uh, some of the deeper uh, meanings behind some of the tracks or what sure. you're trying to get out on the second half of the podcast. But uh, I do have a, a before we take a break, okay. I want to go ahead and remind people that we are listening to um, the artist Lidley whose album called Grits came out uh, last year. He does have a new uh, a new a new song right now with a cat named CHG. I'm not sure what that's short for. It's called Somewhere. Let me go ahead and play a part of that for you guys right now if you just uh, chill for just a second. Yeah, it's a jam. Speaking of dreamy and airy. Yeah, I like this. phenomenal artist uh he uh he started doing a lot more vocals with his uh with his beats and stuff like that a little bit singing but he's a a big part of the kind of uh underground independent beat making community here in tokyo and uh, anybody that makes beats out here like that probably knows his name uh lidley super and i should have wrote down like what episode he was on but he was on that on here with yagi and this is maybe two years ago both of them are phenomenal artists Go check them out, please. Um, this track is called Somewhere by Lidley and CHG. His album Grits is what I've been playing in the background. Uh, and I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go ahead and go. Uh, well, actually, let me go ahead and do a public service announcement. I want to let you guys know about an event. And this is for all my listeners who are out in Osaka or people who are willing to travel. But um, on the 20th 
through the 28th, there's going to be an exhibition by the world famous and infamous Graph Writer Remix. He is the Silver Surfer of Graffiti, and he's having an event in Osaka at, gosh, let me see where this is at, at the Stopover, which is a gallery uh, in uh, Tenojiku, Osaka. Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll reshare that on the page so you guys know, but he's been on the episode, he's been on the podcast recently, um, and also Eto is good friends with Yeska. These are both the Graph homies, Yeska and Remixer, so uh, yeah. Hola, Yeska, hola, Remix. Yeah, great cats, man. Two, two of the, like, super super deep within the graph community yeah. like a, a wealth of knowledge that i just feel like you you as a as a civilian as a outsider of graffiti culture you you might never know these names but if you live in japan you've seen yeska for sure you've yeah. seen his <laughs> sticker bombs you've seen a piece on the train he's been doing it out here for almost 20 years and and just uh, absurd yeah absurd vandals beautiful vandals so one of his pieces is in the video too coming up next yeah? week too. yeah it's gonna be dope yeah <laughs> i mean he's he's incredible man so um pay attention to that guys i'm gonna put and i've been saying grits but the album is called gris excuse me yeah there i go failing a little bit but <laughs> uh, my final question before we log off and go into uh part two is like what is a what you know we we're talking about like you missing that island energy that that kind of puerto rican energy is there anywhere out here in tokyo that gives you that vibe like a restaurant or somewhere where you can get the food or somewhere you buy your seasonings to try to make your own plantains or what, you uh, know what I mean? okay. yeah or yeah something? well recently i found out about a place that has plantains so i'm gonna hit that up really soon but there used to be a, a puerto rican restaurant in Ropongi called ramichan Oh, okay. And actually, the owner of that restaurant, uh, he's actually the current manager of the Yokohama Bay Stars baseball team. Oh, no shit. Yeah, Ramirez. Yeah. Oh, uh, you, you Puerto Rican, the Puerto Ricans and Dominicans in baseball, man. It's like yeah. hand in glove, <laughs> right? So, okay. Yeah. Hey, that's what's up. Yeah, but they closed. So, um, uh, at this because point. Because Corona or? No, this was like, uh, I think they closed in 2015, I think. Something like, like a while ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ah, well. So that's been gone. So yeah. You ain't got so, nothing else, right? Yeah. Now I got to do you the same things. Yeah. Travel back and forth. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay. You want some like Sazan Goya or some shit? Yeah. You gotta, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ah, I know how y'all fuck with that. Yeah. Man. I fuck with that shit too. I'll put it on a steak right now. Piece of chicken. That's what's up, man. So um, is there anything else that you'd like to say about the album where we could find it or how to support you? Yeah. Um, you can uh, you can find it on all streaming platforms. Uh if you uh, just Google Eto Island Hopping or Eto uh, and all the other discography is then there. Boricua en Japón, that's my handle uh, for all the uh, uh, SNS services. And uh, yeah, uh, more music's going to keep, keep coming out. Uh, it's going to be a really busy year, I feel like, so stay tuned. Hey, that's right. You heard it here first. Mega Late Show, episode 142. We got my man Eto back from episode 18 <laughs> i don't know if you guys should go back and listen to that i'm not really proud of a lot of the old content <laughs> just because i'll be drunk and shit like i haven't listened to any of the old i jokes. don't really remember what we talked about oh uh, man well we recorded down the street at, <laughs> and it was studio. raining super rainy that day i yeah. think too but wait did we rec oh, see i barely remember it but <laughs> i know that there was some there was some uh debauchery talk oh okay. you remember me niall's a changed man yeah niall seems a little bit different to me now but back in the day i used to look at niall and see a camaraderie of just goon maneuvers <laughs> uh, of the most upright kind but, yeah. you know i kind of had that same mentality but you know he's been doing really great things and i'm glad to see that yeah um still doing his thing yeah man i got a lot of stuff coming up we're going to be doing some uh video recordings uh more often with album reviews that we're going to work on and uh focusing on independent underground um, artists. And so that's coming up. But yeah, we're going to go ahead and take a break now. And in part two, we're going to actually play a lot of Eto's music. We're going to discuss it, the production process. And also, uh, maybe he's going to put me on to some of these Japanese reggaeton artists. And, and just, yeah, just a lot of a, <laughs> lo a lot of things like that. So uh, thanks for tuning in. And I guess, let me see, I'm going to go out to, I'll play a track. Um, Let me see here. I'm going to play a track from you, actually. Maybe I should do that, right? Uh, here. Let's put this on. Let's put this on right now, and we'll go out to this. Tell us about it. What's the name? 
This is Komodo, everybody. It's available everywhere right now. Have a listen. Yep. Espero que les guste. Gracias. Megalite Show. Yeah. 